stop us, but they can't hold us down. Boy, we back at it again. Live Somebody better appreciate that, Joe. Yes, we going to get this thing going one way or another. Hey, we back at it. This is the episode 28, and I'm going to put a point and a half, like 28 and a half, you know. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead and let them know, man. Let them know who you are, big game. <laughs> Well, uh, 28 episodes, y'all should know by now, damn it. <laughs> but, hey, if it's your first time coming in, I'm Big Game James. We rep Silver and Blue Nation. Of course, we rep the trilogy right now, but we're repping Silver and Blue Nation. There we go. I got him better. Repping Silver and Blue Nation. Check us out. Uh, check out our page, Facebook page, Big Game James page. All you got to do is type it in. We go hard. We have good stuff. Uh, we have a show every Sunday around 3.30 to 5, about an hour and a half free for all we have a good time we have fun we just be kicking it talking cowboys football a whole interactive fan page so you will love it if you're a cowboys fan and you like chopping it up and like voicing your opinion and your opinion counts and your voice counts so jump in there and get it off um check us out on youtube instagram uh twitter all that good stuff and uh if you want to donate we have a patreon account silver blue nation dot uh patreon check us out you can go to the page sign up only a low as a dollar a month keep it flowing yes donations yes sir donations. yes sir <laughs> donation donation <laughs> <laughs> yes indeed man so uh where were we left off at uh ddp oh man i was just uh i have no idea how the audio was sounding towards the end of that when we started getting choppy and murphy law came in busting up the show but mm-hmm. i was talking on the randy gregory thing and the jason what is it la Caforna? again it <laughs> trips my mind that i was able last week to effortlessly say guillaume barry but i can't say yeah, la Caforna was, for whatever yeah, that reason was, that was good yeah, yeah. i i practiced that shit <laughs> <laughs> but uh Can't yeah read. so uh I'll, I'll rehash some of the stuff i won't go quite as full on the rant this time but Basically, uh, I wrote on it today on the website, if you want to check that out, the DallasProspect.com. And I wrote about how mm-hmm. the way in which that Lucaforna, a CBS, uh, CBS Sports Insider, talked about the Randy Gregory thing. He basically, what he did was he lobbed out like a grenade pretty much with no real information behind it. Just a very vague, could mean anything, could be nothing, like, oh... I'm hearing there could be trouble ahead for Randy Gregory. Right. Like vague as hell. And then all the clap back and people asking him for more information and all that, whether it's even other media members, as far as I've seen, he hasn't offered any further explanation to it. And, and he deleted the tweet. Yeah. <laughs> scary. Yeah. So, scary self. When you delete tweets, you're wrong. Right. Yeah. So it's it's a crazy thing in that regard. And even if even if like there is any chance that he is right about something, because you know, I know the obviously the media here in Dallas has been trying to get to the bottom of it. They've been poking and prodding Jerry and Steven trying to get answers. And everyone is saying, whether it's the Cowboys or Randy Gregory's people, you know, it's something he has to work on every day. Obviously, he's recovering. So that's why he's always been referred to as day to day project as opposed to like, oh, he's fine, totally in the clear. And for them to basically, they're all saying that they think he's not he's in the clear as far as he's done nothing that they know of as far as they know mm-hmm. he is available week one and everything so even if there is a chance that Lucaforna is right about this on some level like if there is something that just hasn't come out yet the way he went about it is still bad journalism 
because all he's doing is basic. It's basically it's like a, a firestorm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, it's, everybody it's, and their damn mama. As soon as you say something about Randy Gregory, they're gonna go crazy. Exactly, and that I mean, how many people? As soon as they saw that tweet, immediately clapped at randy gregory and saying like cut him cut him cut him get rid of him this is a waste like i told you guys like no 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 you hadn't even heard anything yet like let the information to come out it's a national media guy why do you think he's gonna know something that the dallas media won't like he has no sources here that can give him something better or something earlier than that even if the guy that's a great point even if someone at a national level breaks some kind of story they're just scatter shooting with a topic, and then it's the Dallas media, assuming we're talking about the Cowboys, that like step in, drill down, and get the real facts. Right. So I don't right. miss me with national media guys thinking that they can like jack the story for themselves. Yeah, I so. feel you. That, that's a that's a that's a that's a hell of a point. I never really looked at it in that angle. Like looking at the national terms, I mean, it, it makes sense because if they do throw something out there like that. It would be wherever state that they're in would get the bottom of this and get the real information because they're there. They're actually mm-hmm. right there and they're going to let you know. They just throw it out there. And just like you said, that can really th- those it's irresponsible because so many uh, reporters do a lot of it. A lot of reporters do irresponsible journalism because they want that. They want to have the first thing they want to be the first. They tweeted it first. You know, now everybody now I can get 20,000 more followers because I made this story first. And a lot of them get so desperate, they jump out there to leap it. And it's not even true, but they just want to get that little bit of, uh, you know, what they call the clickbait or whatever, just to have people follow them and listen to what they say. I was tripping because I, I've i heard Jason, Le- whatever, that I ain't saying his name, but uh, <laughs> y'all know who I'm talking about. But, I, I, you know, he's always been kind of a credible guy to me. He's always came out with pretty de- decent information. Not everybody's right. But to do that with a guy with Randy Gregory and we know how sensitive this issue is with him right now, a lot of people are expecting him to fail. Um, And that's the truth. There's a lot of people that want him to fail and want to say, I told you so. I told you so. See, and that's the first thing that came out of the mouth. Shoot, we was going to do a live show on Sunday when I was hearing about the news and I was begging people tell me what's going on because I was freaking nervous. You know what I'm saying? Just when I heard about it, on the show, I wanted people to give me answers right then and there because my first thought was, oh, man. And then my second thought was, man, everybody's going to dog him. Yeah, that's why I always this, – this is my philosophy. I don't know about you guys or anybody that's following the show. As uh, far as news, I wait for fish. At 105.3, the fan, I wait for fish. And then as right, far as, like, draft breakdown, draft stuff, I either get it from Dane Bugler yep. or I get it from uh, my guy uh, – uh, Brian Broaders, I, I kind of listen to what Brian Broaders have to say. And sometimes, believe it or not, Brian Broaders got a little slant to his conversation, too, as well. And, he's uh, not all the way right, right either. Yeah, yeah, he's not all the way right, too, as well. And I like Brian Broaders. Don't get it mm-hmm. twisted. But this is the right. thing. Uh, as far as, like, live stuff, like, Daryl, right on point, I go to John Mashota. You know, I, I, I hate to give right. these guys plugs without giving their permission and stuff like that. Just give them free plugs and stuff. But this is yeah. the thing. That's why I do. You know, I kind of look at it. Then I trust and I evaluate whatever they say. I try to dig up as much information as I can for myself. And then I go in uh, and I say, okay, yeah, they was all right with this, you know. But as far as break, groundbreaking news and stuff like that, the uh, ESPNs of the world and the, mm. uh, the NFL Network, <laughs> it's clickbaitishable. All you can just say that all day, even twice on Sunday, that they just try to clickbait most of the time. Especially ESPN. Yes, indeed, the four letter. 
Shout out to them though. You know they got to eat too. They 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 kept us for a long time. I know Tom Jackson and 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 Chris Berman kept me for a long time uh, on that NFL. Uh, But now I'm gonna keep it real. I don't even watch ESPN no more. Like I I was just about to say, it's because that they've kind of fallen into the shape that they're in. That stuff like what we're doing is becoming so popular. So we owe, yeah, we owe our moving forward success mm-hmm. to them basically being clickbaity and basically kind of selling out. Like they, they don't really have a whole lot of real that they talk. They just get guys on there to yell over one another on the daytime show and all that. All the people mm-hmm. care about were highlights in the games themselves. I don't right. know why everything has to turn into a debate. I, I don't care to hear Stephen A. Smith or I know he's not there anymore. Skip Bayless guys like that. I don't care to hear those guys just argue over one another because it's just who can make, the more the shocking ba- claim. Yeah, exactly. Right. And they're not even taking anything. And, and I mean, I don't hate on any of these guys. You know, I really don't. But when I listen to Shannon Sharp, and because I know he's a, he was a good football player, and I know he has great football knowledge. Mm-hmm. But then it's like I see him say some of the stuff, and it's like, Shannon, you don't even believe that. <laughs> right. You can't, you can't believe what you just said because I know you're a smarter athlete. You're a smart person. And I and you know the game. You got Super Bowls. You play with one of the best, and you are one of the best out there. So some of the stuff you're saying out of your mouth is just like this is for ratings. Right. I don't listen to nothing that Skip says because you have no no credibility to me. To I know you're on ESPN and all that, but some of the stuff you just say out of your mouth is just for ratings. Absolutely right. facts. Right. Yeah. Just, that, there's no basis it, to it. Yeah, it's not real, and that's why our format is what's working and what's captivating people more and more now. So, I mean, that's how you have law with 31,000 people on law nation and you guys on Facebook, silver and blue have like 35,000. Like that's why these platforms are becoming popular because we will say the raw and real thing and we're not going to spin it for advertising and stuff like that. We're going to say what we see and tell it like it is. Right. And I've, uh, yep. That's, that's, that's the truth. That's the whole truth and nothing but the damn truth. Mr. DDP. Yes, and indeed. That's what's up. Laying down the law. Boy, I love mm-hmm. to hear this, boy. And I we got the law it. with us, too. <laughs> yes, <laughs> as long as Murphy indeed. doesn't come back. Well, I, I ain't slapped that hoe. Yeah, man. And Murphy. That <laughs> <laughs> Murphy laying down the law, too, as well. <laughs> hey, injury report, man. What you got on that thing, uh, DDP? Uh, well, one thing I was talking with you before our first stream, which kind of went a little off the rail. Right. <laughs> I've noticed Leighton Vander Esch still has, he's missed the last two preseason games with this groin strain. At the time it happened, they told us that taking him out was a little more precautionary. Like they didn't think it was that big of a deal, but he's missed two weeks and it doesn't sound like he's returning to the practice field anytime super soon enough. So that there's already been something I saw in the Fort Worth star telegram earlier suggesting he might be questionable even for week one. So even looking another two weeks ahead might not be ready for action yet, which is crazy. Uh, I mean, if it weren't for all the stuff going on with the offensive line, Travis Frederick and Zach Martin, the stuff going on with the secondary with Xavier Woods, Kayvon Frazier, it would be a much bigger story that the number one draft pick for the Cowboys this year has missed a fair bit of the training camp and isn't going to be ready to go week one. Part of that could also be the emergence of guys like uh, Joe Thomas and the fact that LVE isn't going to step in and be a day one starter. So right. I don't know. What do, what do you make of that? That That's something that jumped out at me. And I was like, damn, you know, I have not seen him at all. This is the thing right here. And I'm just going to give 
them one good pass on this because there are a tons of nicknames that's generating right now in my little brain about Lathan Van Der Esch. But I'm going to give them because of the Taco Charlton experiment and Byron Jones and also the uh, D-Law. All those guys looking like promising now. So I'm just going – and then Travis Frederick. So I, I'm, I'm just going to fall back on this. But if he don't show up next year, I'm going to give him one year. And I know a lot of people in the chat box saying, whoa, hold on, law. You mean to tell me you're going to give this first-round draft pick one year, but I can hear the names formulated. Taco. Layton. Yeah, you got to get him. You got to give him a year. Yeah. You got to give him a year. Yeah. I mean, really, yeah. rookies are at least two years. but Three yeah. years is really when you find out what the player is. But but big game, James. You know you can't say game without saying big game into that. too. You know what I'm talking about? Because you had I a chance you. and the opportunity to get that guy, Durin hmm. James. I call him Durin Trinidad James. You had a chance to just trade up just a little bit, you know, Two to spots. get somebody like that that can change and make an impact to your team. And you also had a chance to get that other kid that had that band too as well. I think he mm-hmm. was picked up uh, – what's that guy? Uh, Landry. What's that guy's name? Uh, oh, uh, Landry. Landry. You had that yeah, chance from, uh, to get Boston those College. boys. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So those boys, uh, they better not show up and show out too as well. And and I don't want to hear the nicknames formulated in my mind talking about Leighton uh, Soft as Ash or Leighton Vander Trash. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Those names are coming around, you know. And you got to get out there on the out field. There too. <laughs> What'd you say? Cooper Rush. Oh, yeah. Well, Cooper Rush. Cooper <laughs> Rush. Cooper Rush. But yeah, Cooper Rush. Oh yeah, yeah. They were calling when we was on the show. They were calling him Pooper Rush. Pooper Rush. You know, Pooper Rush. <laughs> hey, Not wrong. These nicknames come real hard. So hey, he better get it. Find a way to get out there to do something. That's all I'm saying. Just show us you know, a type of hope. A show us a possibility. I always say this, not just preach to you guys, but turn to your neighbor and slap your neighbor and tell them, hey, there's hope. And when there's hope in the future, there's power in the presence. And I better have some type of power when you're talking about LVE out there because we we was all at the draft. You, you remembered uh, 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 Big Game James, how they That's were saying. That's what I'm about to bring up. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, man. Boy. Let me go ahead and sit down before I start preaching around here. No, you go ahead and preach. I preach to the choir. I sit here and say give you an amen. Uh, yes, indeed. <laughs> I've, I've already yeah. saved our reaction from that draft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should because it's funny because I was talking about uh I think it was Randy Gregory and I had somebody bust me out. I wish it was a newest name. Uh mm-hmm. I was like, um don't be jumping on the train when he's blowing up this, this and this and then somebody got on me and was like Oh, but you, 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 you like an LVE now because you, I remember watching the draft and you were saying our draft and LVE was blah, blah, blah. Now you liking him. So, and it's the same thing. And I said, mm. you know what? You got me on that one, but it's not the same thing because go. I've been on Randy Gregory from day one. Mm. I was never on board like that with LVE. I stoutly did not want him, and one of the reasons why was because of injury. There you go. Two things I reason why I didn't want LVE at 19. Didn't say I didn't want him as a player. Didn't want him at 19 because one year of a only productive, and even then you played in a conference that wasn't great and you were getting swallowed up by average players. That was concerning to me. You couldn't shed those blocks at that size, and then – the injury with the neck, you only had really one year where you were healthy. Now, come into the NFL, you had an ankle injury. Mm-hmm. Now you got a groin injury. Groin. Yep. You know what I'm saying? One and healthy year in college. Only one healthy year. So those are flags. 
And guess what? Not to hate, but Sean Lee, what did he have when he was in college? Flags. What were the flags? Injuries. He tore his knee up. He tore his other knee up. He was having hamstring issues. And guess what? Those issues came into the NFL, did they not? Leg injuries. He didn't have arms and injury, anything up top. He had lower body injuries. They yep. carried to the NFL, and he's had nothing but lower body injuries in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So if it looks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, that joker's a duck. Mm-hmm. So all I'm saying is my concern is this could be a problem because if you're getting hurt this much already, you make a big tackle, you're going to come up. I just see him making a big tackle, and he running off the, the field limping. And they're not even hitting right now. That's the problem. They're not hitting. And, I mean, <laughs> think about how far back he is. They were putting him like mm-hmm. he was going to try to be a starter in the middle as the mic. Now you got Joe Thomas balling. You're like, when is he going to see the field? And everybody was dogging Taco, and he's been getting a pass as far as LVE. I ain't miss seeing everybody on social media on my page or anybody else been killing him. And they've yeah. been killing LVE like they were killing <laughs> Taco. They were killing him Every single day. I ain't heard nobody killing LVE now one time. And DDP, you're perfect. And what you brought up is that everything else is going on and it's threw him to the side and let him be up underneath the rug. And ain't nobody saying nothing about him. But Taco was picked 28th. There's 32 teams. So he was borderline second round pick. This LVE is a 19th solid pick. And we could have had Duran James. And if you had, yeah, you could have traded. I hear people already talking, oh, but we couldn't have got Connor Williams or we couldn't have got Michael Gallup. You don't know that. Do you you know that? You don't know that. So that's all speculation. But one thing we do know is we would have had a top-notch safety. And if we're looking at that defense right now and you added a Derwin James in that muscle, holy hell. (laughs) Sorry, I just heard DDP, you were perfect, so. I latched onto that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. And they know it, man. And the truth right now hurts because right now we need some safety help. And I know there's 1,184 players that's going to be out there on the market. Fresh meat out there in the market in a couple of weeks. Well, what? Next yes, week? sir. Next week. Next right? week. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yo, let's hit that uh, roll call real quick. Yeah. Um, since we we did that on the last stream, but let's do this Roll one. Here. Call. Uh, let me hit the YouTube page for prospect first. We got first man in Joseph Candelaria. I hope I hit that one right. Candelaria. We got Gleh in the house. There you go. <laughs> and Sugar Daddy, Kenneth Haynes. What's up, Eric Donahue? Stash eight two nine. What's up, Chris Killens? What's up? Uh, Stevie Mac 23, say prime time. DJ Chill Will Evans. Let's see. Anthony Simpkins, what's up? Notification SWAT. Yeah, man. If you guys haven't already rang that damn little bell, go go ahead and do that. You're going to want to see this. You're going to want to catch this stuff live when it happens because that's the best way to watch these shows. Make love to the bell. Oh wow! I didn't take it to that level. Yeah. But. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> oh wow! I was over here like put a little ass on it. If I can be, yeah, put it. Make love to that bell, man. You gotta see that bell down there. Make love to it, and don't forget too as well. Y'all see that dollar sign down there on DDSP's page? Go ahead and make a donation to help grow the nation. Let's get this thing live so we can have better equipment, better sound stuff, man, so we can have this channel just like the ESPNs of the world and the NFL Network. Y'all like them. Y'all watch them, right? 
We can be on and the y'all damn sure will be paying for them because if you, you're paying for cable and ESPN's on cable, so you are paying for it. Right. So this is free ninety nine. All you got to do is just make the donation here and there. We're not begging you guys. We just know what it is. You know, uh, it ain't no begging. If you put a dollar in for that whole, let's say just a dollar. I say you don't have to do a dollar. You can go higher. But if you put a dollar and you do that for what four weeks in a month, that's a quarter. Yes, all yeah. the max. Come on, damn it! You buy black and miles. Y'all buy blunts. Y'all buy drinks. Y'all buy Tangeray Patron. Y'all buy everything else. Clothes, J- Jordan sneakers, everything. Help the nation grow so we can do even better for y'all and get that hot stuff for y'all, yes. man. Yes, absolutely. What, what's how we doing it, right? Yes. To borrow a phrase from Vach, what's he always what's he always point to when he's talking about Patreon? A bag of peanut almond M's or no yeah, almond yeah. almond. Almond M&M's, that's what he always points to. Man, exactly. they need to send him a check because I'll be going out there looking for them almond M&M's. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Y'all, me, yeah, y'all get probably, this thing he's going. He's probably driven up sales for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, y'all yeah. know how hey, this I thing think, go. I think Producer G was in here. What's up, Producer G? And my dude, Alec. What's up, Alec? Just want to give a couple of shout outs. Shout outs. I know there's not a lot of people I can see because my feet is acting weird. But... I know one thing. What about Mama T? She's around there. I don't Mother know. Pochocks, she's going to get them things for you, man. She, yeah. uh, she going to get them things for me. But, uh, you know, shout out to Sean, yeah. Watt, Linda Colazzo, Timothy Zachary, Cassie Pierce. Uh, you know, um, anybody who else jumps in, we love you. Keep on listening and let's keep rolling. Yes, indeed. Shout out to Jay Deuce over here on the uh, YouTube Law Nations 2.0 page. Buck yeah, Bureau, yes, the first sorry. person. Uh, one, one, lost one. Second place, man. You second place, man. Got to step it up just a little bit. Cowboys abroad, man. I really appreciate you, man. You're one of my uh, Patreon elites, man. I thank you for tuning in. Hey, so what's the next? Uh, what's the next order of operation? Well, we got Jerry Jones dusting off his argument again for an 18-game oh. regular season, oh, wherein okay. you take away two preseason games and add a bye week. What are your thoughts, and is this a good idea? Hell yes. Yeah, I, I'm just so sick of preseason. I, my thing is, this thing is so long and drawn out. I think that the teams can collaborate. Those teams that are close together, like when we go off to like training camp, like these summer camps or what have you, virus uh, competition, I think that they should band together like those teams are kind of like close in the region. They should have scrimmage games, right? So that take away one preseason game there or joint practices or whatever. And then uh, the philosophy that Jerry Jones, I can't just say Jerry Jones. I got to say Jerry Jones, the philosophy that he have. Yeah, I'm, I'm all down for it. I do know that the collective bargain agreement, the NFL players got to give up something. When the NBA guys got together on their collective bargain agreement, look, they came away with some money. Of course, they play more games throughout the season. And I do know that the NFL got this CTE issues and things like that. But if the players want more money, how about proposition you guys proposition it so that you can have a little bit more games, just like you said, like you said, 18 weeks. Right. And everybody yeah. have a, is it is he is he putting out there two what two bye weeks an extra an extra yeah, bye two, week. Yeah, two uh, extra bye week, two preseason games and an 18 game schedule. I think I think that you know players always talk about hey I'm not a happy part of that benefit as well as you also spread out the games a little more. There you go, you spread out the games, and then on top of that, they can work those bye weeks in with the uh, Thursday night games, and then on top of that, they can have more time with their family. You see, this thing can work out, and everybody can. Um, I guess they can up the percentage. They can go percentage wise as far as the guaranteed contracts. Uh, I think that they can work on something like that because I do I do know that the NFL versus the NBA, the guaranteed contracts are just not out there like it's supposed to be. 
because yeah, you just have most. so many players out there. So mm-hmm. uh, in the NBA, you only have what. 10, 15 at max, you know, players on that roster. So it's 15, one of yeah. 15 max. And then it so. shortens to 12 for the playoffs. See, you know, so 15, you got that almost on one side of the team, you know, as far as football, like far as the starting offensive line and, and offensive uh, uh, side of the ball. So, I mean, it's one of those things where football is like, it's like the America's team, like the America's sport, I meant to say. So what they need to do is figure out a way Whereas they get those 18 weeks in, and also they figure out a way to just up the guaranteed money just by a hair. And I think this thing can work out. What are your thoughts? James? I'm here. What, 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 are, your, what are your thoughts on the 18-game season? Jerry's um, proposed idea. Man, I'm, I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of – those two preseason games, right? Right. Mm-hmm. They got to play because, I mean, I understand how the preseason games need to go away, cut them down. I definitely need that. But we do need a couple preseason games because you need to see the players. I mean, you need to see them. You need to see them against other guys. You need to see them against other competition, not just your players. Um, 18 games, I don't know. I'm just – I don't know. I don't know. I just really don't know. Um I know the players, when I was listening to the players, they were complaining last year about extending the season uh, because they were talking about the wear and tear on their bodies. But if there's an extra bye week, uh, that's good. But I think the main thing is we need to eliminate them Thursday games. Oh, so you're all out for the Thursday game. Let me ask you this. Uh, I don't want them Thursday games because the mm-hmm. players complain about it and they and they say their bodies are down, they're more injury prone, they feel like things happen more. And I don't really be watching them Thursday games like that. Just keep them on Sundays and let these players rest. They're playing football. For you to play a game on Sunday in the NFL and then go back playing Thursday is crazy. Let me ask you this. As long as you and I have been alive, they've been playing Thursday uh, game for the Cowboys, right, on Thanksgiving, right? Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So so they, they had that tradition, and now they was talking about it, you know, having other teams to jump in on that. But let's do this. Let's think about this. With the extra bye week, they can categorize this Thursday game, whereas you can only play the Thursday game after you're by. And I think that they can, you know, work that schedule out so you won't feel like it's it's a, it's a major strain on your body. I think that they can work those things out as far as the numbers. Now, as far as uh, understanding the players through the – because, like you said, they need to play. Players need to play the younger players, right? How many right. snaps do you really need to know whether or not Lance Lenore can play in the National Football League? How many snaps do you need to see out there? I mean, I, I, I think – that if we do more one-on-one scrimmages against, I guess, another team out there and they figure out a way to have those joint practices and just have the uh, first preseason game to far as like nothing but rookies, the second preseason game to dress rehearsal. Because how many games, how many preseason games does, do, do, do the colleges have out there? None. Right. They may they may open up against uh like like well, they up against scrubs. Scrub, they open up against yeah, scrubs. That, that's their practice games. They that's open against those game. top those top teams. They they schedule those real cupcake teams because that's their practice. I mean, if you have let's say uh you know DDP likes Oklahoma or Texas, Texas plays freaking Fairmont University. Well, Fairmont using the university is just getting a big check because they're playing Texas, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, uh, they're just working their players, Texas, to get good practice. But are you getting a true evaluation of your players in that game? Yeah. Well, you're not getting a true evaluation because you're playing. I'm saying, yeah, I agree. Playing, you know, <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm agreeing with you, DDP. I'm just – so 
that's why I think you need at least a few games. Two games seems cool. Um, I think two is good enough because of the injuries. I'm really worried. I don't like the preseason game, all them games, because of the injuries. Right. You're playing four or five preseason games. Injuries happen, and it's always like the last preseason game that didn't matter. (laughs) Somebody got freaking hurt. I mean, look at our look at our look at our situation right now. How many people do we lose the last two games? Right. Kevon and uh, somebody else. We lost Kevon. Woods Woods went out. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, just Martin. Martin got got hit in that game. So Byron left for a little bit too. So we 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 had some injuries pile up. So that's this concerning thing to me with the preseason is just the injury situation. But I definitely feel like you do need to play some other teams to get your feet wet and have some evaluations. I do think you need at least a couple for evaluation. I feel you. So you you with the belief whereas you minimize the preseason game and just keep it at sixteen weeks. Yeah, I mean that's what yeah. I feel. I don't feel like you need to add games. That's the owners getting greedy because they want more money. Okay, yeah. that that's just to me. Why can't you keep it at sixteen games and just cut it down to two preseason games? I feel you on that. I I can agree with you on that aspect too. You know, just have I guess have more scrimmage games. Yeah, you that, can do you the know, inner squads because they were doing it. Remember our Cowboys? We were always scrimmaging the Raiders or the Rams. We were always having those inner squad scrimmages. We were playing them yearly, so you're going to get a good gauge. The only reason why they stopped doing that because we were fighting them every freaking every year. They were getting in fights all the time. Uh, but if you Jets do and the, Redskins this year. Exactly. If you have an inner squad scrimmage and then you just play those couple of games and still stay with the 16 game season, you're saving the players um, years on. I think a few years on the players by letting them not play two extra games. And then you're saving them because they don't have to play two more preseason games. So why don't you look out for the players? Because they're the product, not the damn owners. Uh, Go ahead, DDP, not to cut you off. Uh, Here's an alternate viewpoint on this. So. Obviously, we know that the owners will charge the same amount of money for preseason games one, two, three, and four. Right. And those are the same money as regular season games. It doesn't matter that the level of competition is literally garbage compared to what we see there. Like preseason, especially weeks three and four, except I get it. Week three is usually the dress rehearsal where the starters are supposed to go into the third quarter. But for the most part, you're looking at two and a half to three games every preseason that are just hot garbage and yet they're still charging like for nice seats at cowboys you know at the cowboy stadium at&t stadium 325 dollars, something like that like they're still charging out the out the butt for those tickets right. and you, you can't expect like the product you're delivering is not worthy of that so an alternate to an 18 game season perhaps if if you don't want to look at the perception of okay, how do we adjust contracts moving forward? Because players are going to say, "Hey, I'm getting paid this money based on a 16 game season, so there needs to be some kind of inflation raise, something like that, to it." And you will you would have that moving forward as soon as guys uh, started hitting free agency after that that was implemented. But an alternate method could be potentially keep the two preseason games, but add in a wider playoff bracket. If you add in a couple more games, then you're getting really big dollar games for the league, makes more money, and you're still avoiding the hot garbage football without putting regular season uh, strain on the guys where you have those week 15, 16 games for some teams that just mean nothing. You still might have that, but you're not stretching that out even further, and you're getting the big dollar games as well. Well, the problem is with that, I like competition. And uh, when you widen the playoff opportunity to teams, 
then you have teams out there saying, well, week 12, I don't have to even play no more. I start resting my starters. I start resting. Can you imagine the, the New England Patriots with a wider playoff brackets was there or existing that they could probably start resting their players damn near week 10 because they really don't have no competition within their division. I like it tight. I like it. I like it whereas you have to win to get in, that type of vibe, that type of feeling. I don't want them to change that part of the game. Uh, I, I do know that 8-8, um, eight and 8-8, eight, 8-8, eight and eight, eight and eight, if they had a wider uh, bracket of playoff, maybe those opportunities would have gave us chances to be in the playoff. But I, I don't like that. I, I like for us to fight to get in. I like that aspect of, uh, of where it is right now. I just don't want the bigger, wider uh, playoff uh, situation because the basketball is like that. Right now, I guarantee you guys, right now, you guys can predict the top eight teams that are going to go in the NBA and, and hit on all those teams right now. It's no surprise to that element. I mean, you won't go eight for eight, but you'll probably go six for eight. Uh, I get on, I get what you're on, saying. Come on, bet, man. Come on, bet it up. <laughs> I mean, you, you'll be close, but at the end of the day, I honestly, I've always thought that we should have a couple more teams in the playoffs. I always yeah, we thought Yeah, we only that. get eight. Oh, man, I'm the you outsider. You, I'm the outsider in this. Go ahead. Yeah, chat you box. to be the outsider chat on that box, because, chat because box, first, of all, <laughs> first of all, what, what, what year did we see the uh, New Orleans Saints get to the playoffs or what team, a couple teams, Seattle, the Carolina Seahawks, Panthers, seven, Seattle Seahawks seven and nine. Yeah, we've had really? those years. Yep. Really? Like those guys make the playoffs uh, because you have a terrible division and those guys automatically get in. Man, no, I think you because it just make you get the what four divisionals and then what two wild, wild cards? cards. Yeah. No, that's that's that makes it damn. You don't win the division, so you only got two spots. That's 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 pretty that's pretty tough to get in there, and then you have quality teams that may not get in. I just feel like you should just add uh, instead of the six teams, go to eight teams. I always felt like you should have eight teams. So and I feel like with eight teams, will we make it to playoff uh, last year, nine and seven? Yeah, I think we would have because we were right there, weren't we? We it was what the last couple games when we got knocked out. I think Atlanta and uh, Seattle. I think yeah, that Atlanta. When games. Atlanta won, Seattle, it knocked us out. Den- but we were we, Detroit we had eight like teams last year anyway. We were down to the very what last game. True that. But I think the the uh, the Seattle game eliminated us uh, completely. Although yeah, that that was what took us out of the running. And for the record, even if we had won Seattle and then won Philadelphia the next week, we still wouldn't have gotten in because Atlanta, Atlanta won. Because right. that Atlanta game, right? Because that Atlanta game, game would have killed us. Yes, yeah, so I mean, <laughs> going back, pulling so, back the scalp, okay, man. Okay, so if we were we were at the right there at the cusp, what was another team that was right there with us that just barely missed it? Um, Raiders were in contention, I'm but they were about, falling and, and, out hard. The, 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 oh, the Lions, the Lions, the Green Bay Packers, I believe. So you're going to yeah. tell me if you had two more teams added, it would have been us and Green Bay added in. Let's say we both would have got in on that. Let's say, just say. That you really wouldn't have watched the playoffs then? Yeah, part of my thinking on if you expand the playoffs is you take away that bye week for the one and two seed. You go one verse eight, two verse mm-hmm. seven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's entertaining at its best, you know. Re- recent, yeah, recent years have shown having a one or two seed in the playoffs. Now, I guess lately, Isn't guaranteed, it, like yeah, but if you think about it, last year was a Super Bowl matchup of two ones. And I guess lately it has transpired more favorably in that way again. But for a stretch there, you had all the wild card teams making the run. It was about getting momentum, getting hot. 
And if you had to sit out that week, I mean, ask the Cowboys. You sit out that week, you start slow. And starting right. down 21-3 to start the game in 2016. Hey, let's play the game. Yeah, I don't know if it's feed on my end. Let me see. Let me check this out. Murphy Law try yeah, to enter be, in. Because, right. I mean, it just seems like whenever we take that daggone week off, we struggle. Yeah. I mean, when we won in 2014, we didn't take the week off. We kept that momentum rolling. We played the Redskins. Oh, well, was it? We played the Redskins. Mashed them. They thought we was just going to rest. We came right through and went hard. You know what I mean? Thought we was going to rest our starters in that week 16 game. Came right. right back and went hard. And we played good, even though that was a lucky win because if we didn't have the penalty, we probably could have lost that game. But I just feel like whenever we take a week off, it's not good. I want to, if I'm an NFL team, I understand the resting, but this is the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. This is the playoffs. You're trying to get to the playoffs and win a Super Bowl. I want all the momentum I can. I want to keep on moving. I want to keep keep going because it it's always seems like when you take that week off, unless you're a super dominant team and that team you play with next week, it just seems like you always come out flat. Yeah, I agree 100%. Yes, and indeed. I guess uh, an exception to that, you could point to Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, they were the walking wounded, and despite having the bye week, still stayed hot last year. So uh rare, rare exception, but for the most part, that is how it has transpired in recent years. I think AFC is, you know, a little bit different with uh, the Patriots in there. They've been able to get in, but with them being the exception rather than the rule, I think if you look at uh, years in which they haven't gone, it's been much more about the teams that don't have the buy pushing into that picture. Yes. Let yeah. me do an audio check on my end. Hey, hey, are you guys able to hear me pretty clear or, or got you? Uh, crystal? Yeah, great. Yeah. All right. So I just got bad feet on my end. Let me. Uh, you guys go ahead and continue the conversation while I unplug my deal and plug it back in. All right. All right. So All right. let's see here. Uh, James, any Woods to start at safety week one? Hold on, y'all guys able to hear me at all? Because they got, they got no audio. All right, so shit, no audio on my end. Yeah, they can't hear. Y'all can hear. We can hear much. Let they drop. All right, hold on. Hold on for a second. Let's see. Let's see what we can do to get this thing back. Murphy Law, man, that's what it is. <laughs> All right, so I get. Yeah, let me see what y'all stay the same, and uh, we're gonna pick this thing right on the nipple. <laughs> right on the nipple. Right on. Right on. So we're gonna do. <laughs> we're gonna at the end and pick it back up. It's back up though. Now uh, you guys should uh-huh. be able to hear me. Now they might have to jump back in and things like that but oh yes the fell <laughs> off on us 
Uh, we Yo, should people in the live. comments, let us know if you can hear. Yeah, they, but they're gonna drop off and they're gonna come back in. So it's one of those things. Whereas uh, we should be back live on all platforms now. Uh, let me know if you guys can uh, hear us. You guys know that uh, it's one all of right. those things. So they we live like ninety five. Money making mall said we back in this thing. What about yeah, on y'all? Sounds uh, like we're good. We're yeah. good. Yeah, everybody. And we kept the up. same stream going, so I think we're all sweet. All sweet here. Yeah, all really, sweet. That's not a phrase. Really appreciate it, though. <laughs> so, what were we? Where were we, man? Uh, I don't know. I think uh, I think James and I were just making the best single point in the history of sports talk, but they didn't hear the it. Be- so. I mean, the best single point in just really. <laughs> I, I yeah. felt like we, me and DDP, I mean, just made one of the hottest raps ever, and it was not recorded. Yeah, yeah, the kind of stuff that changes <laughs> lives. If you heard it, exactly. Like you would, you would, you would change your whole life. Like you actually might be rich off of what you just said. But guess what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one of those days, man. It's one of those days, man. Hey, we live like '95, though. We can re- we can remake those points back, man. Oh, I thank those boy. who out there just been like following it. the channel. Everybody, y'all know who this man, is. It might not bring the power it did when you first wrapped it. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> It's like an unwrapped burrito. You can say you want this burrito, nah, bro. It ain't wrapped. Oh, we, Hell, me and DDP <laughs> was talking about. He was talking about the Woods and Frazier injury. Mm-hmm. Like what was uh, because you know when you saw Frazier land on that shoulder, that looked kind of hurty, but it looked like you can be you'll be okay from that. But when a guy gets up and he's pulling that leg and he's dragging, you're like, oh lord. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Are we gonna do the Earl Thomas? Oh, know. we got calls for more drops. Uh oh, this, this might be this might be the bad night. And then yeah. we have other people saying they're never calling law for tech support. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, <laughs> hey, thank you for calling Law Nation. This is technical support. How can I help you? <laughs> Everything's on fire. <laughs> Just grab some water and throw it and throw it around. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, indeed. Just, just took and suck all of the moments out. But it is what it is. That's my cousin, man. My cousin Murphy Law. He's in this thing, man. You know, we got to give it out to him. Shout out to him, man. I'm, I'm about to have to add him to the freaking graphic to advertise this show. <laughs> hey, uh, are you guys able to see whether or not uh, Big Game James uh, and Silver and Blue Nation Phantom and EBSN are we still live on that on those platforms? Are you guys? Do you guys? Uh, yeah, yeah, we're still rolling there. We're still rolling. Uh, okay. Yep, yep. Still yes, got comments indeed. rolling in. Uh, let's see. Any, anybody from the Phantom and EBSN online? Big Game James page, Silver and Blue Nation. If you cut us, we bleed that. You know that, right? Yes, sir. Oh, can you hear me? I, yeah. I, I went grazed. I went and got a shell. Uh oh. <laughs> you know what it is. I don't care. I I, I ain't got the NFL hitting me up. <laughs> or, or, or the four ladder network. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, NFL bothering me. So guess what? We cheaping. <laughs> Yes, indeed, man. So uh, I got over here, John Jordan K. We should have gotten T.J. Ward months ago. No, no, no. T.J. Ward is done. We should have got T.J. Ward last year, last year when he was available. But this year, he's done. No team is messing with him, and he done fell off the planet Earth. I don't want that. He can't really cover anymore. He's older. No, that would just be a waste of time and energy. Don't do nothing like that. We just stay young. Mm-hmm. 
Do you like that OBI Malafantu? Nope. Fawu. <laughs> nope. Because I, he was nothing but a workout wonder, and he was that's all he was. And people, I don't understand. I mean, I do understand. They seen he was six foot four, mm -hmm. and he had the size. You remember Taylor Mays from USC? We can talk about, uh, you know, he's a big safety, but he couldn't turn his hips. Just right. because you can run a straight line and, and jump a 40-inch vertical doesn't mean you can do those things in football. you got to have hips. And they were saying he was stiff and he was injury prone. No, why would we get him? There's no point. What's he going to do with us? I'm high on this other six-foot-three guy. No, he wears number 23 for our team. You know it, Robinson. He's going to be good. Yeah, and now uh, he he was on the starting lineup. From I I checked out a tweet from John Mashota. Uh, he had kickoff like, team and punt return yeah. team. And I saw him like th these are the guys I look for like on tape. And uh, when we doing like the kickoff and punt return, I'm looking for that first guy to get down there. And I saw number twenty three, and I saw this number forty eight. Do you know who wear number forty eight? Joe Thomas. That guy, yes, my sir. God, monster. 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 You go out there and you know, know who is number 49. Oh, uh, yeah. Wale. Yeah. Jamez. Here we go. Jamez Olawale. That, that was my jersey number contribution. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you know what's, what's oh, crazy uh, Who was number 53? Uh, Lilch Marler. March Lillard. Did you yeah, see March that Lillard, hit that boy? I almost said I almost just said Lillard. I was like, wait, there's something for it. <laughs> We're gonna play the numbers game. Don't 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 cheat. Who's forty one? Uh Cal yeah. Q. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, but 19. what you about to say about uh, uh my guy McKay. And I hope okay. you guys not cheating in the chat box. Don't cheat. We ain't cheating. We ain't cheating. <laughs> you we gotta be watching the tape. <laughs> Trust the tape. the tape. I mean, they're on a 20-second delay from when we say something to they hear it, so I'm going to assume they're not cheating. Mm -hmm. They're not putting what? it down in the chat box, so they, I guess they don't know who those numbers are. Unless they just start listing off every jersey yeah. number in the right. chat. In which case, I mean, I, I'll take I bet Robinson... the comments will blow up this video in the algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> but I like that Robinson kid. Right. I got to see him at camp. He's a legit 6'3". The biggest thing that stood out to me when I was, saw, when I was at camp was how big he was. Like, mm -hmm. he was towering out there when he got on the field. He's a big kid. Um, I wanted to see if he was physical. He wasn't really getting in the mix, but toward the end, he looked like he was getting in the mix. Um, and now when I watch him in the games, he may not be making every tackle, but he seems like he's around the ball a lot. And you made a good video of him, breakdown tape of him, and that's when I when I saw all the guys that were, that were the undrafted guys. He was one of the guys I was really liking because of the size, and he just looked like he had a little bit of a moxie. So – I know one thing. He's on the team. He's made the squad because, he's, like I said, he's on first-team kickoff. I believe he's on punt returns, and he's already one of the backup safeties. How do you not make the team? You know what? <laughs> when I when I did the film on him, when I started looking up his tape, uh, and it was him against Boise, you know, the blue team, the, the Cowboys scouting team. Uh, mm -hmm. He played against that team. And there was a few passes that his, uh, his player, his, his contemporary, wasn't in the right spot. When I saw him just get into the face of his same player and said, hey, you belong here, you belong there. As a defense, I love it when the defensive guy does that. You know, mm -hmm, uh, that mm -hmm. means that he's showing some type of like that dog mentality, that leadership role, whereas he can get, get into the face and he's trying to be perfect out there. And I like that. There's no such thing as perfect, but you can always uh, just try to shoot for being, for being the best and practice make improvements. So 
out there, I know for sure what's going on internally in his mind. You know, he got that leadership mindset to say, okay, I may be a rookie now. I may be undrafted now, you see, but damn it, I'm going to try to learn everything I can learn to beat out number 37. You know, I'm going to try to beat out number 41. I'm going to try to beat out uh, uh, number 35 now, you see, because he tasting, mm-hmm. he tasting the, uh, the leadership role. And as a rookie, whether or not he got there through injury, whether or not he got there just putting out there all of his mind, heart, and soul and sinew out there. But now, I'm not saying that he's going to be like the next Ed Reed or anybody out there. But I like the fact that he just he just out there playing fast and elusive out there and taking chances. Yeah, well, like I said, he's uh, Chris Richard definitely will coach mm-hmm. him up more than anything else. Um, so I, I I see Frazier, mm-hmm. Robinson, Heath, and Woods. There you go. There's our four right there. And those other guys they brought in, I, like you said, I didn't even show them videos because they ain't going to be there. Hey, and did you see that big run that they got on that guy that we picked up from Seattle? Uh, Jaron, uh, yes. I said, man. Jaron Johnson. Jaron Johnson. He gave up that big run. He came in mm-hmm. at the wrong angle. And mm-hmm. I thought, like, is that J.J. Wilcox that snuck up on the team? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I actually saw somebody yesterday ask, well, should we get J.J. Wilcox back? <laughs> Man, don't ever bring him back. I don't care how much better he played. He did play a lot better the last year when he wasn't starting. Right. You know what I'm saying? Dallas should have never drafted him in the fourth round of converted running back mm-hmm. to safety in one year, and you pick him in the fourth round. Right. That was dumb. That's crazy. That was dumb. <laughs> Didn't have big game James running back for more. You know I, mean? <laughs> I mean, you probably was wondering why he's taking myself a- out. T- showing taking them bad angles probably because he's thinking he's a running back again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. He's like evading the contact. Oh shit! Exactly. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> All right, what else we got on the docket? DDP. Uh, let's see here. I wanted to mention this is looking a little bit ahead here. As concerned as we are with the Cowboys' offensive line. It looks like we're at least being fortunate in our draw for week one because the Panthers' offensive line apparently is a Bad. bit of a disaster. Bad shape. Uh, Ooh, yeah, I forgot uh, about three that. tackles hurt, interior issues. They got a decent right guard, but, I mean, you, you really can't ask for a better week one matchup considering our own state. It sounds like this is going to be kind of a battle of the defenses, and, man, if, if our defense is healthy, I like our chances. Th- this like would be a very nice, impressive test for the team to come out immediately and show that their defense is going to lead the team now. Look, I'm going to try to give you guys the ugliest face I can give. And this is how this defense is going to look. That 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 bend. Just go ahead and tell them man, what Randy Gregory going to do with D-Law. And my boy. That damn bend. You know what he's going to do with that damn bend. I mean, you saw first three plays of the game, sack. Yeah, see my face, you guys. This this is gonna be like just I'm gonna be like this the whole game. Like that defense is gonna get out there and just, just make all types of just just wreck wreck that dog on uh, Carolina Panthers uh, offensive line because they got those those backups or the backups of out there, and we do know the best thing that you can do to Cam Ooh, Cam is to keep him inside that pocket. And if you keep Cam, that big Cam, inside that pocket, and we can get off those edges, it's going to be nasty. I just can't wait for week one. I just can't yeah. wait. I know <laughs> I know you guys sitting there, sitting there saying to yourself, okay, 
this offense haven't showed us anything during this preseason. Maybe the defense, everybody been saying the defense gave up no, no points at all, and everybody remembering this Cardinals game. But this defense here, the way it, I, I just can't wait to Cheeto. How can anybody yeah. really remember the Cardinals game when we had Cooper Rush starting? You feel yeah. me? Like, yeah. I don't even look yeah. at that. I mean, I, I mean, let's let's really look at it. We played three <laughs> preseason games, right? We played the Niners. Where our first team offense went in there and scored just like that. Right. Uh, we played the Bengals. They didn't even do anything on us. We moved the ball at will against them when we really wanted to, and we didn't even have freaking Zeke in the game. So I think people just really need to calm down about our offense because we ain't showed anything. Zeke ain't played the whole damn time. We really ain't had the whole offensive line the whole time. Dak played a, just a little bit. You get what I'm saying? Like, people need to calm down. And especially, don't even count that Arizona game. We had Cooper Rush starting. So when you had Cooper Rush starting, you should already threw that out the window. Pooper Rush for 100. <laughs> Pooper Rush for 100. So people need to calm down about our offense. We ain't had Zeke. We ain't had our full complement of guys. I do feel better with Joe Looney out there. But Travis Frederick has been doing some light working out some things of that nature. So who knows when he can come back. He may come back earlier. We don't know. But I did feel the only main person I was looking at, one of the main people was Joe Looney, how he's going to look at getting that uh, uh, pocket up, you know, pushed up the middle, uh, doing on his pulls. He had a couple of times where he pulled out there. I think that screen pass where Rod Smith almost got that first down, Looney had a hell of a block uh, pulling on that. So Cooper I was, flush. That's that's a Cooper, next Cooper step. Flush? Cooper, Cooper flush. flush. <laughs> <laughs> Jay oh, Forma D just took it to the next level. But one thing I know for for sure, Cooper done learned this, and number forty five done learned this. Thou should not tempt thy Peterson, <laughs> number twenty one. <laughs> you should not tempt that guy. I don't know what he was thinking about throwing that well, late pass I mean, to number number ten. People don't. People need to read the scouting reports. When Cooper Rush came out of college, mm -hmm. they said he was a smart kid. He had like a 4.0, mm -hmm. um, good at reading and anticipation, but he had to do anticipation throws because he had, didn't have any kind of arm strength. Even though he was a bigger kid, he didn't have arm strength. And they said that's one of the reasons why he didn't get drafted at all because of his arm strength. Now, when you've seen them throw that pass, those aren't easy passes when you're throwing out in those flats. You have to really have some arm strength to whip that ball that way. Or if you don't, it's going to sail. And so. when you saw when he threw that ball and he didn't have the arm strength, uh, a, a great cornerback like a Patrick Peterson is going to see that, and that's an easy ball to catch. If you're any kind of cornerback, I play cornerback, and you know a guy that can't really whip that ball over there, that ball is so soft when it comes in your hands, you can just catch it in motion and do just like what he did because mm -hmm. there's no power behind it. So everybody's talking about Dak, hey, I can't throw the deep ball, and everybody was sucking on Cooper Rush last year, loving him like he was the next Tony Romo. And I damn sure posted that on my page in that game, like we're all them Cooper Rush lovers now. <laughs> Because y'all damn sure was calling for some Cooper Rush when, oh, Dak Prescott wasn't doing good. Cooper Rush is the next Tony Romo. Cooper Rush is the next Tony Romo. <laughs> Get now, all oh, now these same damn fans are saying, cut him. Cut him. Let's play Mike White. You know what, Dallas fans, and I ain't hating on all y'all, but Bosh, just like you said, 80%. 80 percent. Because some of it don't make sense how one minute y'all love Cooper Rush and then the next minute you want to cut him. Make up your damn mind. I said from the beginning he was a backup quarterback for life. Never will be a starter. He will never start 16 games in the NFL ever. Man, those words from the big game James. I mean, I'm yeah, we're, we're talking an undrafted rookie out of where again? Central, Central Michigan. Michigan. Yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking, yeah. You feel me? You feel me? 
You feel me? And man, I feel you on that. But Mike White, this is the thing. This is my assessment on Mike White. Uh, the guy, he throws with anticipation too. And he's a very, I'm talking about, it, he got a good arm. He got a good arm. But he the thing is, uh, about him being so raw and having that offensive line, Mike, God, that doggone Chaz Green. I, I know some folding chairs in Natchez, Mississippi. I'm telling you, those you folding chairs can do. that dude? Oh, man. <laughs> and uh, number 75, I don't know if that number is cursed. I don't know what's going on with him, <laughs> but he looked like the reincarnation of Byron Bell. I thought no, he, he looked like start. Byron Bell. That's who I was like. You Are you Byron Bell? Or I think, you know, when they pull the face off, like in the uh, Scooby-Doo thing, they're like, Mr. Blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I would have got rid of it if it wasn't for you meddling kids. <laughs> That's what they didn't do with Byron Bell because he looks just straight, just go. <laughs> <laughs> that boy, I said, man, both of them, they left Cooper. They left, I'm about to say Cooper Rush, but they left Mike White out there to die, you know. That's what and, I'm saying. And people can't get yeah. a, we can't get a good evaluation of Mike White when he's getting killed. He has no time. And actually, I mean, his completion percentage, what, he was like 17 or 22 still getting murdered i think the biggest problem with him just like you said law he's raw he he's on not that ball he loves he, he loves holds, that he ball holds, he holds on to the ball and i think just because you know how it is or so he's a rookie that's what happens to him and he yeah. played at western kentucky so the game is a lot faster now but if you're looking at talent wise way better than cooper rush yes way indeed. better and at one point he was 11 for 11 and it just we need a things. veteran teddy bridgewater go get him Teddy B, yeah. if he's out there, you go you go snatch him up. Don't even think about saying, okay, we don't want the competition for Dak. But you go snatch Teddy B. You go snatch him. Snatch yeah, him. I, I've heard that they have no plans on doing that, and they keep insisting that they're set with their guys. But, man, I don't, I, I don't know. I, hate like, when they I don't say know what the price would be for guys. Teddy Bridgewater. Is yeah, he guaranteed looked, that five million? Because I believe he's five million on, on the books I, with I the think Jets. So. Is he guaranteed that? Whether I he believe so, yes. automatically got to pick up that salary? Mm, I'm pretty right. sure, yes. But and is five million gonna kill us? We're okay with the cap. We can no, do no, that. No, no, no. I, I get you, Thomas. Yeah, I, I get you. Right. I feel you. The question is, I wonder what the price would be for him. Yeah, he's he barely played last year, mm-hmm. but he, teams get desperate around this time. So they'll. I, I'm convinced the Jets will move him. Obviously, they're gonna but, move him. Somebody's yeah, gonna get him. Yeah, right. and if Dallas isn't willing to part with, you know, what, what would you rather part with if you had to spend, let's say, a second rounder? What would okay. you rather spend that on, Earl Thomas or Teddy Bridgewater for a backup? You see what I mean? If you got one, <laughs> if, you, if you got one swing, Man. you take the starter. You That's take the tough. starter and pray that Dak stays healthy. And if he doesn't, mm-hmm. hey, Garrett just has one more excuse. Yeah, he already got him. We we so close with this damn defense, man, and I can only. That's what pissing me off. We're we're I'm so I'm salivating, salivating at the mouth because mm-hmm. we have the defense we've been wanting. We have a running game. Mm-hmm. We got a quarterback who can make plays. Is I mean we seen t- we how many times have we seen teams win with defense? Have a good offensive line. Quarterback was good. Great running game. Seattle Seahawks. I keep mm-hmm. coming to them. I keep coming to them Seattle Seahawks, and we have Chris Richard on our team. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. When you see a Trent Differ, a Brad Johnson, and Eli Manning. You see those guys winning Super Bowls or Super Bowl. I mean, come on now. This defense, that's all we got to do is just get this defense together. Come on, man. If we can get this they got to get that coaching together. Garrett, Garrett's got to make those calls. Just like when I watched the interview when uh, 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 Colin Cowherd had DeMarco Murray on there. Did y'all see that interview? Um, I seen that one. It was right when it was right, when it was right when it was right when DeMarco Murray t- retired. 
he had him on Colin had him on the show. And so, you know, he was just asking Murray, you know, about, you know, his life, you know, the, his NFL life. And he asked him about, you know, the Cowboys, how his experience was. And he was talking about Jason Garrett. And and basically, Murray kept it real. One thing I know about Murray is that he pretty upfront when he talks. He doesn't pretty much sugarcoat things. Um, but the main thing he was saying was the players respect Garrett. And he do, he is a motivator. And a lot of players that have said they've been around him say he does motivate them. But one of the things he said again was, he does lack in the in-game situations. We were we were having those same feelings in the game when it'd be a critical call and he would take too long to process information. I think that's what it is. I think the game goes by so fast that he's such a thinker that he thinks too damn much and he doesn't think li- quick. I'm trying to think of that quickly. Think. There it is. Quickly mm-hmm. think. Like, let's say we got a, a, a challenge. You know what I'm saying? He always takes forever. You know what I'm saying? Or if it's a big play, he's sitting over there and we're like, come on, make this call. And it's just like it's always delayed, like he's always thinking too much on the situation. Just make the damn call and let's move on. Yes, indeed, man. I got him up here now clapping. <laughs> I got the clap on, clap off on my page. Go check it out. Yes, indeed. Let me see where I can put him at, man. Let me put him into this conversation. But, you know, this is the thing with, with – uh, with Jason Garrett, I, it, it's it's so easy for us to uh, to have our reservations on this uh, coaching staff, and, and I I can hear Vachelon body right now saying, "Oh, you guys are part of the eighty percent now." You know, uh, coaches can't go out there and make plays, but it's something about a coach that can you know. I I do know that a lot of people saying the antics of what Chris Richard did is not needed out there. You know, that's not for a head coach, but. There's something about firing a coach, man. They, they, if if we had Bill Parcells, let's just talk about this. If we had Bill Parcells, right, and uh, Lenore dropped those passes or, or, or fumbled the ball, what do you think would have happened to Lenore or Jimmy Jimmy uh, Johnson? Oh, he had been cut because he's already a borderline player. So you already been. He, he wouldn't have had the opportunity for the second fumble. Yeah, <laughs> had that first one. Uh, but I, I feel what they were saying. I like the fire of Richard. In hindsight, watching it now, when you see right. it, you're like, eh, you probably shouldn't have. Maybe you were, did a little bit of the sensationalism on there. Maybe you, maybe the cameras were on you and you wanted to get a little bit of showtime. I think that's what it was a little bit. I'm be honest with you. That's just how I felt about it. Like mm-hmm. you're doing a little showing off because you know you're the man right now. So it, you know, you know what I'm saying. You don't think these guys play the egos and play to the fans? That's a lie. You know they do. Mm-hmm. So to say he didn't, I think he may have because, I mean, they weren't really doing anything on us. You know, offensively, we were killing ourselves. So it wasn't really like for you to scream at them like that. <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. Uh, but. Um, and I wouldn't really want my head coach doing that. I'm mm-hmm. be honest. I wouldn't want my head coach doing that. I don't because that's not necessary. As a head coach, you have to keep your cool. Mm-hmm. So I think that was a little off base as far as that. But it, at the end of the day, I do think that kind of fire is needed for us because so many times, how many times we would just come off the field and everybody's just sitting there and nobody's saying anything. And then we just kind of like go through the motions and we just look defeated again. And that's the one thing I like about him in that fire, because so many times when we get down, we put our heads down and then we just it's like we almost just take the loss. And I want our team to keep on continue to finish the fight like we've been having that mantra for how long? Forever, man. And I just say we should not just finish the fight, start the fight. And at this point. 
Randy Gregory got that that sack. You can feel this. I was looking on TV. The whole building just like exploded, right? For those in the chat box and those who are on the Facebook panel, if you was at the game, just let me know how it felt when you was in that building, when you saw that brother get, in, get inside and, and sack the quarterback and how everything was just like, oh, wow, this team is there. It's there. This is the feeling. This is what it feels like to have a dominant defense. And then they punt That's the what we all been waiting for. Then they, then they punt the ball away. <laughs> and then I mean, ain't, all of the ain't, air escaped the building. They said, "They go that, they go that team we used to." <laughs> yep. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really like. I said I know it's preseason, I but I just don't want to see this come week one. It's not. I don't really believe it. Like I said, Ezekiel Elliott, we ain't had Zeke. Like that changes everything. Like to me, that changes everything. Ross Smith ain't no damn Zeke, and Ross right. Smith was running good. You know, and he wasn't like super impressive to me, but he was still churning out them yards and against them and. Imagine if Zeke was in there, man. That changes our whole game because you will focus on Zeke. You will. Now them bootlegs. Now those guys are going to be open. And the biggest thing to me right now, we're, we haven't talked about this, or I don't know if you have, is this damn tight end situation. Oh, yeah, we need to talk about this. I know we're getting long in this uh, screen, but yeah, let's go ahead and touch this thing. If you, I mean, it's concerning. It. I mean, I'm concerned about the tight end situation. I mean, uh, Blake Jarwin, he can catch. I mean, he's good, but. He's okay. He's not who, great. Who, put it like this. I ain't not to cut y'all. But in these three weeks, in these three preseason games, who showed out the most? It just forget who can run Jeff around. Swain, can, Jeff Swain. So and Jeff Rico. Swain showed out the most, right? Yes. And Rico was probably right behind him. Okay. So are you comfortable? As far as catching. As far as catching. Because <laughs> we just don't really know. I, I think I know this right here. Rico can block better than Chaz Green. Yes, he can. I'll give, I'll give you that. <laughs> well, hell, I mean, did you see Dalton Schultz in that last game? Uh, vague, he didn't yeah. look good at all. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't. Got the yeah. pass. He, he missed a couple assignments. He didn't look great at all. And I mean, watching Dalton Schultz this these first three games, he's not ready. Mm-hmm. He's not, not ready. ready to see the field at all. So, if he's not really ready to see the field, and he really needs to be on the practice squad for real, for real. And I heard a lady, and I wish I knew her name. She brought out something really good that she was saying that Dallas got desperate on that fourth round and picked Schultz because when Jason Witten retired, they got desperate and went for a tight end to try to reach because that's when Philly went after Dallas Gobert. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So Dallas kind of reached on that pick because when Witten said he was done, you know, oh, we got to get a tight end. We got to get a tight end. Not saying Schultz ain't can't be good, but he's just not ready. So if you're going in there with Swain, Swain is good. Blake is okay. What are you gonna do, Rico? You who, can't. Who can you sneak on the practice squad? You can put Dalton Schultz on the practice squad. Ain't nobody uh, taking him. Well, I don't know. think somebody else. But they know how it goes. They're gonna like, ah, oh, he was a fourth round. Pick. Gonna, take a swing. Why not, that's why they're not gonna do it because he was a fourth round pick, and that's that BS. Yeah, because uh, I was sitting there streaming like my guy. I'm, I know you're not high on him, but I like that Deshaun Elliott. I was like, yeah, Deshaun Elliott, you know, uh, not saying that you pick him with the fourth, but they could have did something, you know, to get a more de- a different defensive guy out there on the field. And, and You could have got another offensive lineman. At the fourth. Because now we, we're lacking. We're now, it seems yeah. we had the injuries because we love our line, but when Travis Frederick went down or Zach Martin went down, we were spooked. Mm. DDP, man, where you at, man? You still here? Yeah, I'm here, man. I'm just listening, just vibing on this. <laughs> oh, buddy, my bad. Go ahead, big gay. Uh, I was just saying that, you know, I'm just worried about the tight end spot because I think we need to bring a veteran or somebody else in here because we're lacking right now 
at that tight end position. And really, you say, well, Rico could be the the cut because, you know, he didn't even – it frustrates me. This is what frustrates me. I mean, third preseason game, why aren't you playing him in the beginning of the damn game? Why are you keep on waiting until the third and fourth quarter is – I mean, is he that messed up? He don't look that bad. I I, I just don't don't look that bad. I'm trying to figure this the going back and forth because one minute I'm saying getting cut, then he makes all these catches. I'm like he ain't getting cut. Then I see next week he getting cut, and then I see another week. No, he's not getting cut. So I'm tired of the back and forth. Make a decision with him, Cowboy. Stop saying oh he can do this and this. He can do he can do a lot of things as far as inside that damn twenty. That's a threat we need. We need a offensive threat like that for Dak. Dak hasn't even played with him on the field. So how can we get a real, true evaluation of Rico Gathers and he ain't even been on the field with Dak in a real game? Right. Think they're trying to sneak him through one more time? No. Don't do that. Don't I don't want them to. I'm just speculating. Somebody will, take him this time. Somebody will take him this time because you don't think all these other teams are seeing that six foot eight. Like, yeah, go ahead, Dallas and mess up. We're going to scoop him right up and we're going to put him in situations where he's going to ball out. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it doesn't make sense to me that they haven't really given him more of a chance uh, with it, whether it's with Dak. Now, obviously, in practice, he's had his reps and all of that with the first team at times. But uh, unless he's just got some really crappy attitude and they yeah. just aren't, aren't having any of it, I, I don't understand why you're not at least taking out the flyer because it was one thing when you had Witten there and you kind of understood, like, yeah, he's, he's going to take, like, next to every snap for the tight end position for us this year. And unless we go to tight end set, in which case we're probably looking more to block anyway, which isn't a Rico strong suit necessarily, uh, then, you know, there's, there's really no opportunity. It's not like that's the case anymore with, yeah. with no tight end stepping forward and really claiming the job. It's bizarre that they have not really gone to him. I thought this would be a year that like we, we said going in, it's a put up or shut up year. I was leaning toward, him putting up <laughs> yeah i mean if right. you take a if you take a shot in the dark with uh gavin Escobar, and, and i'm reading john spark shout out to you man for joining into the uh to the nation down there in the chat box he's saying hey they watch him every day in practice he just made it in bold letters rico can't run routes man mm-hmm. when you six eight or six foot seven you're that big and you're in the go you're in the green zone money zone red zone just lob that thing a seam route is not that hard to run I mean, I and I get it with the the routes and even the blocking. I get that, but when they're saying he can't run routes, and that's probably might probably might be true, but that's if you're playing the whole damn game. Like, yeah, Rico ain't gonna play the whole damn game. We all know this. Rico ain't playing the whole damn game. He's not. So use him like these other teams. When we get near that damn thirty or twenty yard line, here comes Rico Gathers. Yeah, and even if you don't throw to him. He can be a hell of a decoy because when you know Rico Gathers coming in that 20-yard line, now you got a six foot eight, 290-pound man. You're going to have to switch and look for him because people, when they throw the ball to him, do you see people pulling the ball away from him? They barely can tackle him. Even right. when he when he take he took that one pass out of the dude's hand from the Cincinnati Bengals and he started running, dude hit him below and he still did not go down. Yeah. It's Correct so me if I'm wrong, man. Like with Rico, you know, they, they say like Law pointed out, that he's not a good route runner. Okay, but who was another guy that was pretty effective for us that wasn't a good route runner that we just had on the team until April? 88. Dez wasn't a polished route runner by any means, but if you're talking like he's supposed to run a route 12 yards, but he cuts it off at 10, or 
He's a little bit out of position. He's just in the general area. Like he, he's not good at the precision route running. All right, fine. But if you got a guy with Dez, you had a guy who could go up and win jump balls. And as long as you put it where he could get it because of his athletic ability, he could get it and no defender really could. That's all you needed. Rico has that same ability. Right. He, he's literally a rebounder, like a basketball player. Yes. To him, that's just straight getting rebounds. And he's six eight playing with a bunch of dudes guarding him that are like five ten, six foot, maybe six one, six two at best. Like it, it's one of those things where he is like a man among children mm-hmm. in those situations. So even if the dude's not a great blocker, you gotta think maybe that can improve a little bit with continued work. But if he if he's not a great blocker, fine. If he's not a great route runner, fine. Just run him. If you're running him in the red zone, that dude is a jump ball threat. That even if he doesn't draw, like he'll draw extra attention at the very least. Yes, right? it could be a hell of a decoy because when you exactly. see him in the game, you're gonna have to keep your eye on him because he's too big. Remember when DDP when we played the Seattle Seahawks and they threw that pass to uh, 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 Jimmy Graham and who was guarding him? Jordan Lewis, and he just yeah. pushed him down like a little flea. And what's the, what's the knock on Jimmy Graham? I just want to know. He doesn't have Drew Brees making him Jimmy Graham anymore. What I'm saying is, is he a great <laughs> blocker? Is he no, a, no, he, he, he was never, the same mold. He was a uh, he was a terrible. He was only thing was a receiving threat. He never blocked. Uh-huh. Never yep. blocked. Never blocked. Never. Yep. But guess what? Was he nasty? Because they put him in the right spots. And you well, you had Drew Brees too. That yeah, makes, right, a right. Makes a difference. But at the end of the day, we all have to uh, have to agree on this. Rico is a red zone threat. We all have to know that. And if that's the case, then he's not playing all game Dallas Cowboys. I get it with the blocking and the routes, but we can't just cut him and and because he's a threat and you don't think we got we got zeke we're inside the 20 right we got zeke let's flare zeke out and then you got rico on the same side and then maybe like Gallup. yes yeah yeah here in the comments people pointing out rico it's not that he's a bad blocker he just doesn't get the assignments he keeps messing up the assignments and jerry has said that as well that's true that is a technicality but it's still not much better I, I got, the problem I got is so mad. That's that's bad because if you're missing your blocking assignment, chaos will happen, and that's how your quarterback gets uh-huh. killed or something like that. I got so mad earlier today on 105.3. The fan Brian Broder said, "Hey, he said the exact same thing that you just echoed and just lamented the fact that he don't learn assignments and stuff like that." And he said, uh, Brian Broder said, well, they they scared to put Rico out there because he can get somebody killed, right? He can get a quarterback killed. You got Chad Green Yeah, yeah, I was like, what? Did they they see number 79 out there? (laughs) You really just said that, Brian? Brian Broder, go go back. And I think it's on on 105. I hope it's on demand. You guys can go back and listen to what he said. And I said, well, hold on. Hold on. So seventy nine don't put the quarterback in a, in an uncomfortable position. Hey, this is the thing. I think that for sure, although Rico may not understand and know the playbook, the guy didn't play football since the eighth grade. But one thing I can say is, if it's a uh, he can't run routes or he can't learn a assignment problem, then that's to me personally a coaching problem. You coach that man and say, hey, on this play. All I want you to do is just shoot up field. I don't want you to touch nobody. I don't want you to get in the way of anything. Just run straight up the field, and that's your classic seam route. It's exactly how it sounds, up the seam. And now the next play, I want you to run a post pattern, a skinny post, meaning you're going to run up field 10 yards or, or yards. 
and cut to the right. That's all I want you to do. When you get 10 yards, lower your hips, shift your body, and cut to the right. That's all I want you to do. And then when you get into the money zone, we can start opening up plays like 22 personnel. We can even pull out a 13 package, the 13 personnel. We can still run up the jumbo 23 personnel. And all we want you to do is pivot your body, post up, just run to the goal post, post up like you're trying to crash to the rebound, and look for the ball. If he can't do that, I think it's going to have to fall on coaching. I hate to say that, and I do know that coaches don't run plays, but it got to be. It's not that hard. Football is not that hard. Trust me, it's not that hard. It's not that hard, and I know they're not giving him the the whole damn playbook like you're going to know every (laughs) damn play because you're not playing the whole damn game. You're doing those three plays, those three routes. Yeah, you're not playing the whole damn game, so I'm like you have to memorize everything in there. You're not even playing the whole damn game, like for real. You're, mm-hmm. We know what you're in there for. And when he's every time he gets in, he makes plays. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I stare at, why you would not cut him. I said that, yo, he may love his music better. He may he may not love football like that. He may That might be true. But all I know is this. When he gets in the game, he's always making a play. That's why I don't want to cut him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when he gets in the game, the opposition got to make it. They, they got to make a choice. Do I get? Do I sub in a safety, or do I sub in an extra uh, a DB to cover him, or do I trust my linebacker to take Rico out of the field? And the, the moment and I you see, see what the he linebacker, does the linebacker, he gonna eat the linebacker up if he just tell him to run up. Rico, although people say he got he's a little slow in the foot, you just don't. This is the thing, coaching staff. Don't think that when you put Rico out there, you give him the Y option. Don't do that. That's too many things going at his mind. Don't think that he can run that Y option play. Just go back to what I said earlier. I just wish I could just tell him, just, hey, when it's red zone, money zone, just tell the guy to run up the scene. That's all we need. I'm done. Yeah. Agreed. He's better than Chaz at this point. Is he better if, than if Chaz? Chaz Green's still on this squad after that 53 man cut. Um, How is he still there uh, now is what I want to no, know. Is it just fine. a camp body at this point? I, I, I would think he has to be a he camp has a body. Pulse, so he's there. He has to be. Yeah. But you know how Dallas is, DDP. They stubborn. When they draft somebody, they don't want to cut them to the last minute because they don't want to admit mistakes. Oh, it, it's more than that with him. He's going to be like of the Jason Garrett era, the first like considered premium pick, a top four round pick that gets cut. Mm. Like mm-hmm. that, that's going why. to be the first significant one, and he it should have already happened. The fact that we're hanging, like I don't know how he made it out of Atlanta, honestly. Like <laughs> I'm I, telling you, because they don't look, ever want to admit they true. are wrong on them picks. Right. They do not want to do it. They will hold on to that damn pick to the very end. They're going to do it with Dalton Schultz. We all know he should be on that damn practice squad because he's not ready. Yeah, but they ain't going to put him there because they're going to be like, oh, but that was a fourth round pick. So in 2016, Chaz Green looked serviceable and the spot duty that he had and then 2017 he got wrecked by atlanta and it looks like it looks like he has not recovered at all from that i don't know if it's mental or health or both or whatever all i know is i i don't want it (laughs) i'm I'm done with the experiment i just don't think he cares anymore i mean that's just straight lazy and when you a dude gets passionate you're trying to trip him you know what yep, I'm saying? Yeah. And you got a rookie in that first game when he went against San Francisco, and that rookie just came up underneath him and mauled him and threw him out the way, and he's trying to tackle him before he gets to the quarterback. You're damn near three, four years in the league, and you're letting somebody beat you like that, and you're trying to tackle them. Man, that's an embarrassment because when you see stuff like that, that's that shows me a pl- player does not care. 
The player yeah. does not care. I don't I don't care what anybody tells me. That player does not care. You've been in the league long enough to know technique. You've been in the league long enough to know what to do by now, how the game goes. Mm. And you're doing that type of shit and getting your quarterback and running backs hurt. That's some bull. Yeah. And then y'all gonna keep holding on to him. And then Brian Brother says Rico can get somebody killed. You I seen the picture when Chaz is getting done up, and then all I see is Mike White's helmet. I don't even see right. him. I see two Arizona Cardinals swallowed him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, wide receivers it. wide open, like ah. wide receivers are wide open. And then mm-hmm. you, I mean, what do you? And then the dude, he he he, every day out cramping, mm-hmm. or he got some kind of injury, fluids, cramping every day. Like, what are y'all saying to this dude? Does he know? Is he messing around with somebody with Jerry in Jerry's family? Is he? Does, does she have a does he have a cousin or something? Because that don't make no damn sense why you still on the roster doing that kind of stuff. And you're yeah. playing against yeah. like weak, you're not even playing against top dogs. <laughs> you're playing against super average players to below average, and they're killing you. Now, if our guy gets hurt again and you gotta come in and you're playing against mm. premium players, mm. hell no. Yep. <laughs> yes, oh, so so as we close in closing. Because I know we've been running for a long time. Uh, in closing, what are your final thoughts? What are, what are we looking forward to this Thursday? Just real quick, what are we looking for Thursday? Man, uh, nothing. Yeah, Thursday, I got you nothing for Thursday other than the end of preseason. Uh, as for a more general thing, something uh, I saw this tweet earlier today, and I kind of wanted to echo it a little bit because it seems relevant. So obviously, you know, both these guys should hopefully still have a long career ahead of them at this point. But there were more than a few people, Cowboy fans and everything, who didn't think that Jalen Smith or Randy Gregory would ever really play for the Cowboys for obviously different reasons. But a lot of people believe neither of them would ever see the field for the Cowboys and that they were wasted second round picks. Now, here we are a week before the season, and they look like two of the best players on this team. Like, assuming that Randy Gregory, that all that stuff is nonsense, nothing, and he's going to stay on the field... He looks like he could be a serious. He looks like he could be that war daddy, or at least war daddy light to go along with uh, D Law. So if you if you got that one two punch, and then you got Jalen back there looking anything like Notre Dame Jalen, then ooh, this defense can be good. It can be very good, and that's something to be excited about. And it's not often that I get to be excited about our defense. We haven't been excited about our defense in a long time. At best, Mm -hmm. we've been like, hey, Ben, don't break. It's not awful. That, that doesn't get you anywhere. So I'm excited about that. And then, uh, obviously, Zach Martin coming back at least a little bit in practice. The fact that he's already back, uh, at least for part of practice, at full speed. Good sign that he'll be ready week one. That's huge. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, it, shoot. That's some good stuff out there, man. I feel you. I, I think the only thing I'm looking at is uh, just come out of there injury-free. No major injuries coming out of that game. I'm not really looking because – I think the, they've already decided who they really want. That fourth preseason game is just kind of get through it. Um, like DDP said, I mean, not to be sounding old, but damn, I've been following them boys since them 70s. And I know how much better Dallas is always good when we have defense. When we won them Super Bowls in the 70s, I watched that doomsday defense. I watched them guys. And we had Tony Dorsett and Roger Staubach and all of them. But what made us click was that damn doomsday defense. When I saw us in them 90s, we had Emmett, Troy, Michael, all-star cast on our offense. But we got better when we got that defense. When did we start winning? When we got Charles Haley. Wow. Because 
Jimmy Johnson was like, we need that missing element. And when we got that defense solidified where we are everywhere, it made our team so much better. So I'm so happy because I am a defensive guy. I've been fiending for it forever. And now to see it finally materialize and then to listen to DDP talking about Jalen Smith and then the tweet with uh, Randy Gregory. Randy Gregory was the truth. He only fell because of the weed. That's yeah. it. Because he was a top 10 pick. He mm-hmm. had that type of ability. Jalen Smith was a top 10 pick. So we have top 10 picks that are those type of guys. Then you, like you said, DDP, Demarcus Lawrence. And let's, if David Irvin gets any kind of his mind right, yep. and he comes in after week four, are you serious? Yeah. Are <laughs> you serious? When then you can slide a Tyrone Crawford in. You can slide a David Irvin in. Then you got Randy Gregory. Then you got Demarcus Lawrence. And then you can still slide Taco in there. You know what I'm saying? Antoine Woods is balling out. Oh, my gosh. And then, like you said, Sean Lee right there. We we ain't even seen Sean Lee. You see what I'm saying? That defense was looking wreck wreck shop. And Sean Lee didn't even play. Because number 40 Woods. Xavier Woods didn't play. You guys want me to hit those numbers again that I mentioned? I think I mentioned them in the stream before James was on here with us. So it's limited action here. We're talking about 39 snaps so far this preseason, and they're not going to play the starting defense for the fourth game, obviously. So zero points allowed, 63 defensive passer rating, which is 10 of 19 passing for 78 yards. 2.2 yards allowed on the ground, 17 attempts for 38 yards, and 38% third down conversion rate, which is 5 of 13. So that's, that's, again, it's a small sample, and it's preseason, but considering that they didn't even have, like, the complete defense out there at any given moment, really, that's really saying something. And I think that the front end of our defense is good. If If we start having knock on wood injuries at all, and we have to start going to some of these reserves, then I get more nervous but if we're if we're healthy relatively healthy i feel pretty damn good about this defense this year and i did not feel that last year mm-hmm. yeah that that's, that speaks volumes man if we can get this defense better on third down uh defense hey we're that overall down. that money down if we can get off the field and then you get the ball more to this guy to do this all day eat Eat Zeke. Mm-hmm. And Zeke Elliott plays a major role to this defense, too, as well. Time of possession. The more we have the ball, the less time they have the ball. And they're going to start pressing. They're going to start passing more. And, you know. That's when we get those situations, those sacks, mm-hmm. the strip fumbles. That's yeah, what they, we've been missing, remember? Uh, third yeah. down, we get a big stra- sack, strip fumble, turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. <laughs> we've been always preaching on, you know, Marinelli preaches those turnovers. Mm-hmm. Even that year, uh, what, 2014, when he came on board, we didn't have a great defense, but we had a lot of turnovers that year. Our defense wasn't good, but we had a lot of turnovers. So it was serviceable and got us to the playoffs because we turned the ball over a lot on the defensive side. So if we can create turnovers as well as sacks, man, it's just we just pin our ears back. When you can just pin your ears back and you don't have to worry about anything else because you know they have to throw the ball, it just makes you that more effective. Yes, indeed. And we're going to be greedy. Greedy. We're going to keep that ball, man. Hey, James, tell them where you're from, man. Tell them where they can find you at and all this stuff, man. Hey, well, once again, appreciate you guys for letting me come on and grace my time. You guys are lovely. I love y'all to death. But check us out on Silver and Blue Nation, Big Game James. You check us out on Facebook. Just type it in, Silver and Blue. Not the and, not the A-N-D, but the and symbol. Uh, check us out every Sunday. We got our show Sunday afternoon, 3.30 p.m. to 5 Eastern time. We kick it. Super interactive fans. 
whatever whatever you got to say jump in there and if you got that knowledge too we respect it we'll we'll give you the shout out we'll give you your name it ain't about us on the air it's about the fans it's about the people so whoever's got cowboys knowledge in there jump in there because we're gonna let you be able to have that platform because this is what the platform is for the voice of the fans silver and blue nation check us out Ooh. in one stream james yes. has called me perfect and lovely i'm just <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> randy watson yes ddp <laughs> off the top ropes <laughs> i just i just like lie in the weeds waiting for the moment to strike that's all it, it doesn't matter if it was something you said Cobra five minutes now. ago i'm still there waiting he was just sitting there like i got you yeah, 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 diamond yeah. cutter out of nowhere. Diamond but cutter. yeah, no, uh, definitely tune in to Silver and Blue uh, when they do their shows on Sunday. Subscribe to them. Uh, if you want to check out the DallasProspect.com, we got you your home for Dallas sports and all things pop culture. Follow us on Twitter at Dallas Prospect. We're also Twitch, Instagram, Facebook. We're everywhere. I mean, if you haven't already, subscribe to the channel. We're putting out Cowboys and Mavericks content like clockwork. And we're going to be doing a lot more stuff in the near future, too. I got a bunch of stuff coming up for you guys that'll be really, really cool to check out. So uh, if you want to support us on Patreon, absolutely do. I've been overhauling the setups of that. I'm going to add in a whole new set of features for uh, whether it's Patreon exclusives or early access, that kind of stuff. I'm going to set all that up. Uh, If you want to join us at the $1 level, get all the early access stuff, all that. So even if you just come in at one dollar you're still getting early access and you'll get some exclusive stuff as well as well as discounts towards dallas prospect t-shirts and things like that so check it out and uh, if you like what we do your support is greatly appreciated but yes indeed that's all i got man yes indeed hey follow their pages hey there's a like button hit that button smash the like button do that for me and also make it love to the notification bell Ooh, i was i was hoping know. that something followed that <laughs> yeah, he said make it oh just he really yeah. he let that one linger i think i think uh i think he was forgetting the word after that so he held that love yeah. until the notification came in the head you just gotta do it nice and slow that's all he was trying to imply <laughs> you are listening in like to when the you, love you hour. click nice that and bell, slow when nice you, and yeah. slow yeah you click that bell click slow and slow. hold for a while Watch oh, it wow. vibrate. Draw it out. You're very porno on here. Watch it vibrate. Uh, I, I am an angel, <laughs> sir. Hey, when you, when you press that notification bell, the bell just shake and rattle all night long. Okay, he's the one doing it. <laughs> <laughs> he got porno on his mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you got to love the silver and blue. You got to just bathe in it. Dive in it, jump in it, make love to the silver and blue nation bell, baby. Hey, guys, know what? You better, you better make love to them bell. That's how you're gonna get six. That's how you're gonna have a baby. You gonna have the six bell to come out of there. And I'm talking about that. How much yak has he had? You guys haven't uh, seen me drink yak. one at all. He had that. He had some of that, that from from overseas imported. <laughs> that, 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 that white hand, huh? That white hand. Yeah, that white hand. Shout out if anybody overseas and they get some of that white hand, let me know right now. Shout yeah, out. Give it some law because he, he, that's his present to him. Yes, 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 indeed. Yes, uh, it, it is what it is. You guys already know. Uh, you guys know where to follow me at. Find my page and all this good stuff. 
will be at LAW Nation. That's the podcast. I'm going live like 95 every day or every other day. I'm doing film session, film breakdowns. You guys can follow me at Laws Nation. That's LAWS Nation on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, MySpace, Black Planet, all those places you can find Law Nation. I'm there even twice on Sundays. You guys know how this thing go. And remember, you're listening in to nothing but the best. Salute. We're out. And, oh, wait, 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 wait. wait. Oh, I got oh, mine. I got mine. Oh, oh, oh. Go do it. Don't do oh, it. Yeah, yeah, can, yeah, you can, you cut, can you cut out the Dallas Prospect tagline in Dallas Prospect Live, man? What's up? <laughs> Dallas Pro- in, in Remember, Dallas Prospect Live. Every legend was once a prospect. Every legend. <laughs> What's up, Deion Sanders? He born running 4.2s and 4.3s, running out of the womb. <laughs> This Still a prospect me. at some point, man. <laughs> yeah, baby, we on out of here, man. Appreciate y'all. Salute. Peace. Salute. How about them? Cow-